You are listening to A Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. A Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. What's up, guys? This is Coffee and Colin, where we just chat over coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Isaac. I am Noah Yero, and thank you so much. Sit back, enjoy, and come along for the ride. We're gone! (laughs) (laughs) We are back with (laughs) another episode. (laughs) Isaac, who do we have on the podcast today? Oh, we have a good friend, Kern Dropout. Good. No, you should keep that in Okay, yeah, we will. We will. Don't edit that. I won't. No, we have our good friend, Day. Day, would you give yourself a little bit of an introduction? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think a round of applause is necessary. Of course. There we go. There we go. so sweet. Thanks, guys. There we go. (laughs) Would you just give yourself a little introduction? We know know a little bit about you. Yeah. We know you too well, actually. So Too well. Yeah. (laughs) I figured. No, but for the people listening, just give you a short introduction of who you are. Yeah, so I am Umagade Sisan. I am a Caesar. Uh, she is Caesar. Senior. <laughs> yeah, barely. I'm a senior at Indiana Wesleyan, uh, studying worship ministries and pastoral studies. So that is awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. for further reference, would you would you prefer us to say Umagade for the podcast or Day, which or Umaga? Oh, Jesus! Whatever one that you want, you can. Call me by whatever. I will <laughs> respond to whatever. So okay. okay. Sound, sounds good. No, thank All you right. so much yeah. for being on this podcast with us. Well, Day, we are here to hear your calling story. And yes, we've. Yeah. I feel like we've been friends for a while. Absolutely. But I don't know your calling story. No, that's okay. Which is crazy. That's all right. So now, now I get to be blessed. You know, <laughs> to sit through my and calling other people story. get to be blessed. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it because right. I'm, I'm interested. So. How, I don't know, what is your calling story? First of all, like, how did you get called ministry? And then yeah. how did you get called to Indiana Westland? Yeah, wow. Mm, mm, that was deep, dude. Thank you. <laughs> We've never we, asked a question thank like you that. Thank you for that. Here. We brought it there. You know? Right, right, right. It's on the table. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> my, oh, wow. As I reflect back to my calling story, it's just been this, this quiet strength of the Lord's faithfulness through it all. Um. I think when I was first even aware about being called to ministry, I was actually in fifth grade and in Sunday school when we had those humongous getting to know you posters. And it was just really, really simple questions. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember writing down, I wanted to be a missionary. And that was only because of the immense influence I had from my parents being missionaries in the Middle East. So I already had that seed planted way before I even knew what a missionary was like. Mm-hmm. So question, how long uh, were you raised up in an, in another country than with your, wherever your parents were missionaries? Yeah. Unfortunately okay. I wasn't. And I kind of wish I was <laughs> looking back <laughs> on my past. Um, I was born in Kuwait. So having that, the kind of diverse influence in my life was just something so profound at a very early age in my life. So I was always immersed with a diverse culture 
from my parents. And I am extremely blessed just to have that embedded in my story. And so moving forward into seventh grade, when I first became a Christian, um, I always wanted to go to Liberty University. Oh, snap. <laughs> Liberty Flames. After a Toby Mac concert. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen. Dude. A Toby Mac concert that my dad brought me and my two other siblings to. No way. Seventh grade, yeah. Fun fact, I there's a Liberty University like rap, like a, like a Ain't anthem no way. rap. Ain't no way. That I know 90% of the lyrics to. <laughs> Yeah. What? Fun fact. Liberty? Anyways. I'm going to have to listen to that sometime. Well, maybe you'll be blessed later. So. <laughs> <laughs> you right. A, you get a sample later. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, seventh grade, I had this deep desire to go to Liberty because, you know, it's like a the number one biggest Christian school in America. So, throughout my Christian walk, up until my junior year of high school, my entire faith, my entire academic life was based around you go to Liberty University to mm. pursue actually in psychology and then playing volleyball for mm. their team. So my entire Christian walk was based off of this dream, this desire that I had. And it was something that was very supported by my family, very supported by my friends, very supported by my church family. They really wanted me to, uh, to really strive in that desire. But it wasn't mm. up until my junior year of high school when I went to Camp Ignite. Shout out to my home camp. Hey, Freaking hey. love Camp Ignite. <laughs> Grew up in that place and it has radically changed me for, for the better. But um, I, it, I was in this situation where, you know, that cry night. Oh, oh, we love crying. It's always Thursday night, and they know it too. They know it too. It's always Thursday <laughs> they night. Plan it. They're like, there's some the spirit, beef going on. The spirit's gonna move at this time. <laughs> All right, no timeouts. Just, just that night. Be just ready. that night. Be ready. Don't, right. Don't sleep. Don't drink water. Don't eat. Just, just be hungry <laughs> and tired <laughs> and cranky. Well, at that point, you're also jacked up on energy drinks. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So this days. particular night. Mm. Um, it was very interesting. It was a little different than what I experienced in the past because this particular night was an altar call for students who were called to ministry. Oh. Yes. Huh. I never experienced that before up until then. And at that point, I was just praying for other people <laughs> going up to the yeah. altar. Right. So I, I don't need that. I was like, well, the Lord's already got me in my, in my plan, yeah. right? So- I would, I'm not gonna lie. I was very prideful. I was like, I don't, I don't need to go up there. <laughs> that, <laughs> sounds, like, that right. sounds like when you're in church and you you like bring a friend and they're speaking on something. You're like, yes, this is why I brought my friend here to hear <laughs> they And then it's you're like, right. the Lord's like, no, I'm actually talking to you, you, <laughs> you baby girl, talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this particular night, I was just humbled and just sitting mm. and praying for other people. And that's when I got that call. It's like, no, 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 I'm talking to you. Yeah. I'm talking to you. You are called to worship ministry. <laughs> and at first, I was kind of bewildered at that idea, ministry. I thought I kind of buried that dream long ago. Yeah. And mm. I kind of thought I buried that dream in order to have a <laughs> financially stable job. Mm. 
as a psychologist <laughs> playing volleyball for Liberty. <laughs> so, so I had everything planned out other than the fact that I was going to be convicted and be humbled for real this time, humbled in front of the Lord, him asking me to be in ministry. Wow. And in this particular night too, not only was it an altar call, but uh, one of the camp directors actually invited all of the camp ministry colleges that participated there and also all of the campus pastors and the leaders and the volunteers that came up lined next mm. to the altar call to pray for those that specifically were called a ministry. And before I knew it, I found myself just walking, walking down, like sulking a little bit. Yep. <laughs> just like, no, no, uh, God, I don't want this. Okay. Might as well. <laughs> First person walked up to was an IU student. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. First person. I will wow. never forget him. Drayson Byer. Drayson, no way. What oh, I a love dude. Dre. You know Drayson? Yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. He's- so our freshman year, he was a fourth year. Yes. Yeah, he was a senior technically. He was yes. in he was. He's amazing. Absolutely phenomenal person. Absolutely. And he was the one that prayed for me. Mm. Didn't. Didn't even wrap my around my mind. It's like, huh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember half of what he said. What I do remember was this unwavering peace about yeah. just having that call in ministry and having that call to be uncomfortable going out to something that I wasn't desiring. I wasn't planning for. Yeah. So, yeah. And now I'm a senior at Indiana Wesleyan, fulfilling Dang. that promise in the, in, in the Lord's faithfulness. That's, and what a blessing that is. That's so good. That's so good to, to hear about. And, I mean, that just goes to show, I think some people question, like, the worth of camps. Some people, Absolutely. Some people, about, like, question, like, yeah. is this really a good thing, you know, the camp right. high and what people talk about? I mean, there's going to be pros and cons to everything you do, right? Amen. And look at these stories. We've we've had other people who had camp stories, right? Jared, one of our first people, you, like, camp's impactful for, like, kids and, like, coming to meet the Lord. 100%. You know? And, and yep. as you said, yes. I'm curious as, so this happened when you were in, what? Junior? A junior in <laughs> high school, yeah. Junior in high school. It was when I finished my junior year in high school. Uh, yeah, that okay. summer. Okay. Going into senior year. Maybe, maybe. Take us take us through a little bit, like obviously, like the the process of getting getting here, maybe just a little bit. But what I'm most curious about is receiving this call, mm-hmm. and how did either one the enemy like attack you in that, mm-hmm. or how did you ever doubt the calling? One hundred percent, exactly. So I, I want absolutely. You to, I want you to talk about that. Because Are you kidding? <laughs> she's like, I'm offended you asked that question. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doubting it right now. Think I'm supposed to be here. All right, then let's talk oh, about it. One hundred percent. Talk about that because I think a lot of people uh, listening, yeah. you know, they might have received yeah. a call like a year ago, but then yes. they're like questioning now. Yeah, because there's no, yeah, they don't see the fruit, immediate fruit, because right, we're right in a culture of immediate gratification. One hundred. And so then they see something that's not good, like oh, what is God doing? So mm-hmm. yeah, right. No, I would love to talk about that. Come on, now, talk about oh, it. Sis. Come on, bring us there. <laughs> yeah, let me get comfortable a little bit. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, the doubt was the reason why I fought for so long. 
was the reason why I spent probably seven to eight months of my senior year just <laughs> so embarrassing. Just looking at the application page for mm, Indiana Wesleyan. Yeah. Just kind of, uh, okay. And it's like, I guess I'll fill it out. I guess I'll fill out one for Liberty, even though I'm definitely not called there. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, come on. You're right. You're right. Holding, holding on. Yeah. The doubt that I had felt was an overall process of trying to deconstruct just how real it was to me versus how much more real God's faithfulness will be in the result of pushing through that doubt. Mm. The doubt in some odd and particular way drew me away from him for a little bit, but then also drew me closer to him Mm. to have that deep intimacy and to crave and be hungry for that deep intimacy because within the seven and eight months, I was just trying to find those instantaneous answers when in reality, I just needed guidance when I just really needed wisdom because at that point I was just left with a decision that I had to make whether I wanted to follow through with this calling or whether I wanted to do my own way. Mm. And Fortunately, I washed all away my stubbornness and just went through with his plan anyway. And look what it got me now. And looking back on myself within those seven to eight months, I really wished I had been more vulnerable Mm. to opening myself up to allow God to wrestle with me within that doubts. Mm. And I reflect back in those months where I actually studied Job a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Ooh. Man, what a more better person to learn doubt from yeah. than Job. Yeah, talk about that. When he was literally in the hands of the Lord, knowing his faithfulness, knowing that no matter what God did, he was still going to praise him. Mm. And yet he wrestled. And that's what I had to go through for months, wrestling and being okay with still being loved and taken care of by God, but then also being willing to say, this sucks. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can even hear your voice. I don't know Mm. what your voice sounds like. I don't know if the billboard that I saw the other week was you. <laughs> if I don't know if yeah. that greeter from Walmart was from you, like I, I don't know. And I think God still loves us in the, I don't knows. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I had to be okay with that. And I had to, I had to humble myself within mm. the, I don't knows. And even now as a senior, like graduating upcoming December, I'm still resonating a lot with that season where it's like, I don't yeah. know. And that's yeah. okay. No, that's that's a beautiful thing. As you were as you were actually talking about, then you used language like wrestling, and then I don't know, and like kind of mm-hmm. struggling. Like, was that you? Was this you? Was that like really just like I got this like picture of um like when when a father's helping their their child swim for the first time. Yes, in, in the sense mm-hmm. of there's some parents that will hold on, and sometimes you know at the beginning like the child needs to be held that's not ready to like actually try to swim, but. And so there's that certainty, right? That helps the child know that the father is there. Mm. But then 
for the child to truly learn how to swim. The father has to let go and just be there where if you are sinking, then he can help pull you up. Right. But then at the same time, part of the part of the process to learn how to swim is this place of not knowing quite what's going on and struggling and wrestling yes. and all these things. But mm-hmm. that's the relationship with God where he's like, it's not always going to feel like I'm there. It's not right. always going to feel like you have these certainty. It's not going to feel like that, right? Because we talk about that aspect of instant gratification. If he was always, if he always made himself abundantly clear to you where it's like, cert, without a doubt, mm-hmm. it's like, where could the faith really be? Where would, where would that relationship be where he's like, just trust that I'm there. Trust in my character when you don't see me. Trust in the, the fact, trust in my words, trust in right. my promises, trust mm-hmm. in who I am. And that's a beautiful thing in, that I love about your story as you just explained. <laughs> Thanks. It, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you were talking about wrestling. And yeah. I would, this, this thing came to mind. You said earlier, missionary was the thing you wrote down. Right. And then junior year of high school was like, no, worship. So how have you wrestled with that? Where it's been like, you were, you were like, oh, I, I kind of feel like a missionary, you know, because yeah. my parents. And then now it's like, oh, I, well, I feel God leading to worship. So like, hmm. what has that wrestling been like? Because we've all wrestled oh, yeah. with it or where we're going. Even, oh, yeah. even if like, oh yeah, I have a inclination to youth. What does it even look like? Yeah. I have no idea. So how have you wrestled with it? That's good. Absolutely. How has your call developed that over that all that time? Give me some. <laughs> oh my. Wow. Thank you for that question. I feel like I can go on for hours and hours upon that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. But, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> but I feel like in a way, worship is my gift. Mm. Especially with learning the skill of practically learning the skill of singing, playing guitar, playing piano. How do you go how do you go spontaneous? <laughs> how do you fit in with a structure? I think that worship is definitely a gift that the Lord has lovingly given me, but missionary work has been, I think in a really odd sense, my true calling. Mm. And I've been deeply, deeply grateful for that lately only because I, even before this, I literally was telling you guys that I think the Lord is calling me back to the middle East, Mm. back to, um, my, my home country, but (laughs) where I'm from. Um, but Mm. it's been, it's been something that I am willing to wrestle with now. Mm. And I think that's one of the huge differences that I can learn from, especially looking back at myself, my junior of high school, where I wasn't even willing at all. I was not willing. And the first step to obedience is willingness. Yeah. And just to trust that within the steps that you take in that that obedience, the Lord was there long ago before you even thought of that. Mm. So honestly, I can confidently say I'm still wrestling with that. And even though it doesn't sound like it, I am willing and okay Mm. to wrestle with that too. Yeah. Mm. No, I I love that so much, especially um, knowing that, Literally, God's people is is Israel, right? His his nation, Israel, mm. right? We read that in the Old Testament. Israel literally meant those who wrestle with God. Mm-hmm. God's chosen yeah. people yes. are those who wrestle with Him. Yes, and and I love you pointing this out. Like you're like you've been obedient. Anybody that says like you have like there might be steps like where He asks you to take like maybe 
in the past years where like maybe you didn't take, you know, some smaller ones, whatever, but you've been obedient to him, right? Right. But everybody has this beautiful picture of obedience in the sense that it's just compliance with no struggle, no wrestling. If you do Mm. wrestle, this isn't true obedience. It isn't true submission. Right. But what you're offering in your story and a lot of stories is no obedience is when there is wrestling still, like you're still willing to follow him. Like you said, you said yourself, like I'm wrestling with this, but I know if this is where God's calling me, like I'm going. Right. It's not a question of if I'm going, but just wrestling with this whole thing. Like God just gave this to me. What am I supposed to do with it? Mm -hmm. And and it's that idea that you had in your, when you were younger, this plan for your life, Mm -hmm. God wrecks a plan. And then instead of giving you a plan, he gives you a direction. And so you don't really know what's going to go on next, you know? Yeah. But I love that because you said your gift, your gift will always be in your ministry. Like you're right. gifted with that. We, If you ever heard this girl oh sing. <laughs> if you ever heard this girl sing. <laughs> Sheesh. If that doesn't prove God's real, I don't know what will. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. But using that and furthering that. And I love hearing yeah. that because I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. As in my calling has been so developed from being just thinking I'm going to be in the like as a pastor in a local church to now I'm like, no, I could really be overseas. Right. You know, in the next 10 years, I could be overseas easily. Mm -hmm. And that's so cool. And that's, that's what God invites you into, like to wrestle with him. And he's like, you think it's going straight there, but I'm going to go zigzag, 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 (laughs) all this stuff, you know? And you have a relationship with God. Yeah. So it's not like you're wrestling some enemy or some foe. Right. Right. Like because you wrestled with God in the past, you know that, oh, whatever's going to happen, it's for God's good. You know, like God, God has a plan for it. So I can trust him and be obedient in that, yeah. in that fact, in that path, mm-hmm. right? Like right. I just recently read the story of, of Israel, you know, Jacob wrestling with God. Yeah. And I'm always like, how do you wrestle with God and win? I know obviously <laughs> it's, it's up to interpretation, whatever. Right. But just from an objective <laughs> stance, he wrestles. He's like, I'm not done wrestling until, you know, I get something. I'm totally paraphrasing. But, like, praise God for seasons of wrestling. Absolutely. I know it sucks in the process. Absolutely. And if you can look at Job and be like, dude, Job, you're struggling. Like, that's, everyone can understand that from just reading Job. Yeah. But praise God mm-hmm. for wrestling. So thank you so much for, for bringing that piece of advice. Just yeah. like. Oh, absolutely. Solely. But I know you've got an expanse and wealth of advice. And so we, <laughs> we want to, like, give back to our listeners a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, sure. And we want to ask, like. What's some advice that you would give to a high schooler or to anybody that's going into ministry yeah. that they're like, man, like this is the thing that you have learned yeah. that you want to share with them, that you want to, I lost the word. Anyways, the thing that you want to share with <laughs> why them. You, why you <laughs> yeah. Just that one thing that maybe the God, that God has taught you, you know, that you want to share. Okay. Wow. That, yeah. I mean, that's that? also, that's also a loaded question too. Yeah, it is. Wow. We're good at those. We're good at those. <laughs> Well, praise God for that. (laughs) Um, I would say one of the best things that I learned, especially my freshman year here at Indiana Wesleyan, was to not only build the intimacy with his gift of the Holy Spirit, but to stay attuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I always think of my sister, my sister, my little sister and I are best friends. Whenever she calls me and I don't, I don't even need to see the caller ID. I just know it's her mm. within the first, first word. Yeah. And even if I don't know it's her, 
And if it was disguised as someone else's voice, I can still know that my sister's talking to me. Yeah. I wanted that so desperately my freshman year here, especially with going with a lot going on <laughs> um, when I was still wrestling with that doubt and wrestling with the uncertainty and the questions. And for anyone that is still wrestling with that, that would be number, my number one thing to learn the tone of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Because when Jesus died on the cross, the Holy Spirit was the crescendo. Mm. He would, the Holy Spirit was willing and was so desperate to be with us. Even though Jesus is not here physically, he wanted to bring us something so much deeper, so much closer to us yeah. other than him physically there. He said, I wanted to be inside of you. I want to be in your thoughts, in your doubts, in your emotions. Yeah. I want to be surrounding you and embracing you. I want to walk alongside with you. Or even if you can't feel me, I want to be an arm's reach distance. And so I would definitely advise someone who is going through their calling and ministry too, yeah. just to um, understand like what the Holy Spirit's voice and tone sounds like. That's, that's so good. And for, for, for a lot of people, um, when you hear that, it's like, oh, what? I get that I need to be able to hear the Lord's yeah. voice, right? Like people people say that. And then I think some people get really discouraged because there are some people that are more attuned to his voice, right? Like I've heard right. from the Lord and I can discern what he's given me and what he's speaking to me. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that have trouble with that. And sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. do I not have enough faith? Is my relationship with God not good enough and all these things? Because there, it does talk about the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Right. We can't argue against that. The sheep knows the shepherd's voice. Mm-hmm. And so what what advice would you give that helped you maybe grow more in step with that? You know, that more in step with his, to learn his voice. Yeah. To, to get in tune with the spirit. What What certain things helped you with that? That could help somebody wrestling with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely journaled a lot, a lot when it came to desiring for the Holy Spirit's voice. It wasn't me shaking my fist at him, just, I can't hear you. I don't know where you are. But it was more so uh, a lamenting type desire where if I couldn't hear him audibly, show me. Mm. Every now and then I will walk outside here, especially since it's fall. The wind will be blowing through the trees and just feeling that breeze. I know it's him. Even though I can't necessarily hear him, I can still see him in that small little way. And so I would definitely recommend those that want to have that, to build that more attuning of his voice, just to see the small ways that the Holy Spirit intercedes in your life. If it's, through another person, through a conversation where it really encouraged you and it uplift you, take that. Yeah, yeah. If if it's <laughs> the wind blowing through the trees, <laughs> take that. If it is that billboard that you just drove right past, t- take that and ask him, is this you? I don't think there's anything wrong with asking. Is this, is this you? That's good. How does a sheep know a shepherd's voice if the sheep is ever with a shepherd? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. if if you were a sheep and you're just off everywhere else but where the shepherd is, obviously it's challenging to know the shepherd. Right. Because you're nowhere near True. him. And True. so, like, you're giving examples of practical ways of, like, I see God where I am all the time. 
mm. because I have created ways to see God where God has revealed himself. And now I remember that. Yes. And mm-hmm. wow, that's, that's just beautiful. That's so good. I love what you said too, is like, also a lot of times people are like looking for one way for him to communicate. Right. Speak to me. Which is so Show limiting. Me. Yeah, it is. Show me yourself. It's a right. lot of times it's, it's not necessarily while we draw near to God, he draw nears to us. Right. Mm-hmm. It's never a problem of him being too far off, but sometimes I think as we pray and as we ask for this from him, he starts to peel back the scales from our eyes to see him in the everyday. Yes. To see him in the little things mm-hmm. instead of just wanting him to audible voice. That's what you're asking for. But now as you spend more time with him, it's, the shepherd's right to your left. Absolutely. And you can see him in the wind. You can feel him in the wind. You can see him on the billboard. You can see mm-hmm. him through all things in all creation because yes. they, they glorify him. They praise him. Right? That is, that's so good. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, my Thanks gosh. Thanks that wisdom. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause. We're, we're a bunch of goobers here, and you just exuberate joy. Oh, it's so thanks. much fun talking to you because I always leave encouraged. Yeah. Even when you're having a bad day, you always still have the time to smile to make someone else feel loved. And so keep doing that because we all need it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. But listeners, stay tuned. We got more, more episodes, more, more guests. Day, thank you so much. Umaga, thank whatever you, you want to spell it. <laughs> this, okay. whatever it is. Thank you. Day. Thank you so much for, for joining us and we'll, we'll see you next time. Adios. 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 We'd also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank The Call Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Call Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Call Collective. Thanks for listening again and taking time in your day to have the chance to be formed by the conversations we have over coffee. See you guys next week.